0: rose show espn central texas working through a uh, thursday thank you central national bank for what you do our presenting sponsor i just stepped out for a quick moment and uh i believe we have chris williams with us now and um oh i can hear him now chris have you uh in, in anger at the at baylor already being knocked out of the big 12 championships have you just jumped right on the road or are you going to plan you're going to stay for the rest of this thing i mean you're credentialed through the entire event what is your uh what's your plan from here
1: i'm going to be honest with you me and matt lively are already on a local golf course uh, i think uh, lost a little steam <laughs> after what we watched this morning so that's uh I mean a great venue, a great time, but seeing Baylor get bumps that quickly it was just kinda hard to want to hang around.
0: Yeah, I hate uh, hate to see lively looks like I've seen some of that swing on social media and I'm not certain I would bet anything against that guy. Seems to work on his swing a lot and and plays a little too much, okay? And um, it's good it it was good to have you and uh, Matt uh covering this. Curtis Quillin as well i mean this was a uh, this was an all-star cast that uh made their way to arlington i'm not exactly sure why i mean it was it was not i did not have a great feeling about all this but i thought that first game against tcu boy it typified a lot of this season didn't it like hang in there hang in there hang in there and then just can't you know the bullpen can't hold it and quite honestly in that kind of setting two runs is just not going to get it done. I mean, you're going to have to keep piling on. Um, th- did you kind of feel like at least that game typified a lot of this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was the, the perfect representation of the season where they're in there and then and then you get to the sixth inning and seventh inning and there's a couple plays that they could have made a ground ball at third, a hard hit, you know, it wasn't an error, but they could have made that play, could have made a play in the outfield, no communication. And just those two plays are what what killed them. Two runs come in, and, you know, you can't recover from that. So, yeah, it was a perfect example of they look like, you know, a, a, they should be in the top half of the conference for most of the game, and then the wheels fall off, and you understand why they were the eighth seed.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a tough uh, reality. And then the Oklahoma State uh, – the Pokes, the Cowboys, uh, uh, put it on the Bears this morning on right here on ESPN Central Texas in a run rule situation. Uh, Chris, did you and Matt kind of keep your eye on on uh, Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel Six, to make sure there was no fist pumping during that uh, you know during when as, as Oklahoma State was running up the score.
1: Yeah, you know, he was rubbing elbows with the Oklahoma State alum in the the press box all weekend. Mostly, we we mm. definitely. I I kind of moved away from him the more runs they start putting up because you know you can't can't listen to an Oklahoma State alum as they're run ruling the Bears.
0: <laughs> oh, the I, I I knew he would be over there. And of course, he'll be with us tomorrow, chilling with Quillin. But I like that uh, you and Bryce and Matt and the whole gang went down there afterwards and. And it, it, you know, it needed to be asked. Um, I, I, I guess I, I would first ask you this, Chris. Did, um, Steve Rodriguez's answer today was interesting. Hey, I, I just, uh, I coach the players. He picks the coaches. Talking about Mac Rhodes coming away from that, the aftermath of that. Did your gut? Did you and Matt? I'm sure you guys have kind of compared notes. What is your what does your gut tell you? Did, you, did it was kind of like almost like fifty-fifty, whether um, whether I don't want to put you in a tough spot here, but I, you you are on with me. I need your opinion on this. What do you? Uh, what? What does y'all's gut? Y'all travel around together and compare notes. Do you? Do you feel like Steve may get another shot at this thing, or was there anything about that press conference where you felt it felt like it could be the final one?
1: Well, it it was interesting because the question before that, I I actually asked him about if he feels like the program's in a spot where they need to rebuild or if they're in a spot where they can find success. And he gave an answer that Lively and I actually, we talked about after it sounded like this wasn't his first time thinking about, he gave an answer that almost sounded like his sales pitch for why he should stay. It was a, you know, two years ago during COVID, we had just come off winning the Shiner classic. We were in a great spot, probably going to make the regional again last year. COVID hits them at a bad time. They're still, you know, Team 65, the, the first one out of the tournament. So it, it feels like he definitely understands that he's going to have to give a, a sales pitch for why he should come back. Um, I think the question is just how, how much is Mac Rose expecting out of the baseball program? Is he, you know, is he expecting them to be like the basketball program, like the football team winning a Sugar Bowl? Or does he understand they don't have the full scholarships? They're in a little bit different situation. They've been successful. They're in a tough conference. So I think the the feeling I got is that Rodriguez knows he's going to have to give him a reason for why he's staying, but it it didn't seem like he feels either way if he'll be back or not. I I think it was mostly he just knows that he's going to have to be prepared to defend himself.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm going to look, thanks to you, uh, we're going to hear from Coach Rodriguez in a little while. I'm sure that you you, uh, enjoy as you're – as you're trying to prepare all your information, although I don't feel as bad now that I know you and Matt have raced out to a local golf course. Um, you know, Bryce has the good sense to when you know he's on deadline or something, and Mosley's asking him for information. Just to ignore me. But you and Matt and Darby, you are young enough where you still are like, well, let's try to help. Let's try to help Mosley out a little bit. Now on this uh, social media. Uh, you got that Oklahoma State. I feel like they're. I feel like they're padding the stats here a little bit. They had this thing measured out at four hundred forty-seven feet, hundred and eleven miles per hour off the bat, um, and uh, that that was a that was a poke. And they put the uh, no no pun intended actually, but they put a <laughs> cowboy hat on this guy when he got back over the dugout, and uh, you and Matt were on the scene. Uh, along with other uh, our other media did, was that I'm trying to what I can't see in this photo is exactly where that ball ends up where where did that ball go and, and I, I feel like you guys uh, I I was watching your Twitter that was one of the longer uh, college baseball home runs you had ever witnessed walk me through that one and where did that where did it land out there at that new globe life uh, park?
1: So it was I mean the second it was contact you could hear our whole little section of media all you know gasp at once cuz it was there was no doubt <laughs> that ball was gone. It hit the the second deck and like not even the bottom of the upper deck it was like middle of the deck. It hit some chairs bounced again on that deck before coming down to the lower deck. I mean he hit that thing and it was I mean it was gone for good. It was I, I think it was every bit as far as advertised on Twitter. I'm not sure they were padding the stats. If you <laughs> I mean, I watching the broadcast view, too, it was – I mean, he got all of that thing. And then you you mentioned the cowboy hat. They handed him – I don't know if you saw. They handed the biggest guy in the entire ballpark this tiny little stick horse to ride on, too. It's their new tradition. (laughs) And they said after the game they bought that stick horse in Waco during their series over the weekend. So, a little fitting that they pulled that out. But, I mean, just seeing this large guy with his comically small stick horse, it's it's a great home run celebration, honestly.
0: I'd like to know what – What uh, local store? Now, Chris, this seems like something an enterprising young reporter like you would have found out. Who sold the Oklahoma State team the stick horse in Waco?
1: Text us by –
0: Oh, yeah. What did they, they say?
1: Were, they were a little back and forth on it, actually. One guy said it was a gas station. The other guy said, actually, it was at the Cracker Barrel. You know how Cracker Barrel has a front <laughs> shop section? So I, I'm going with the Cracker Barrel. That seems fitting. Yeah,
0: You've seen me. Do you think I don't know what they sell at Cracker Barrel? Do I look like a guy <laughs> who hasn't taken a trip or two to Cracker Barrel? <laughs> now You point. know, we're talking about the length of that home run. Who has had the longest drive so far in this round, or have you guys not actually started yet?
1: No, we're we're just sitting here getting mentally prepared right now. But I can I can visualize that it's going to be me already. I can just feel it. So <laughs> I'll uh, maybe I should have brought a cowboy hat to put on after I stripe one.
0: Oh man, that it has to be in the fairway though. You cannot count it if it's out in the uh, rough. Now you're the college athlete of the two of y'all, but lively tweets and talks more about golf, and so I, in my mind, I have him as the better golfer, you as the better athlete, and that's kind of how I would uh, handicap this thing, so I think you'll have good holes, although if I had to bet on this round, my money for the overall score would be on Lively. Do you need strokes from him or not? Do you play him straight up?
1: You know, for, for about a year, he was just, you know, we would play match play, and he'd beat me on 16 out of 18, but... Of our last six rounds, I've won three of them, and so I'm, Ooh, I'm proud of that. They whoa. were tight, yeah. So I, uh, I don't know how. I think he's had some off days. Maybe I got in his head a little bit because it was not coming from my <laughs> side. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> Chris Williams joining us, KWTX, hard charging young reporter, Chapman University football alum, and uh, I. Let me ask you this: You've been out to that ballpark. You've watched Baylor a lot this year. Did When when they start breaking this season down, would you attribute what happened this season more to the bullpen issues, the injuries, like what every team has a story for the season? And Baylor's not the only team that's had some injuries. Let's not act like they are. But what do you – it did seem like that bullpen stuff early, especially that TCU series, and then it was the next series – really put them in a bad spot early, and put them behind the eight ball. What, as you're trying to break down and look back this, deconstruct this season, what do you think, how would you kind of rank the biggest issues that 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 kind of under, you know, uh, was, was basically put the Bears in this situation?
1: Well, I think, uh, I mean, the injuries, you're right, everyone gets injuries, but Baylor lost his starting pitcher, had to get Tommy John, and then Blake Helton, I didn't realize how good he was until he had his back injury came back, and, and I mean he was phenomenal in that game on what day? Today, whatever yesterday was in that game against TCU. I mean he he was playing a great game, career high in strikeouts. So that makes you feel a little bit like okay, they could have had better starting pitching without the injuries, but I do think it comes down to the bullpen. I I mean all year, no lead was safe for the Bears, and even when their bats were hot, they found a way sometimes to. Give up some runs late, and it just it just never seemed like they were comfortably in the lead. It always felt like something was brewing.
0: Well, I, you know, in 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 Rodriguez has had some All American relievers. I mean, can you imagine going from two or three? You know, Justin, what was his name? Monta Montenore. You know, a few years ago, and Mont, uh, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. And then they had to. I mean, they, they Kyle. I mean. Some of those dudes were – they had like three in a row, like all-American-type closers that they could bring in. And um, Montemayor, I think is how we used to say that. But they they were great on the back end. And so when you get into a season where you just can't find anything, even the guy who ended up giving up the stuff y- yesterday, Gollum or whatever, he was good in the seventh, wasn't he? I mean, like he came out, did a nice job, and then it kind of got Uh-oh. to him. It's just – I, I've watched Steve all year and he had to what he had to start doing finally is almost over and, and, and I don't want to call it overmanaging because it wasn't he was just desperately trying not to leave anything to chance because he'd been bit so much so anyway I'm like you now lively he's a lively's always trying to fire coaches. The two of us were like yeah. give him another yeah. chance give him a shot but uh we'll see what happens uh and by the way Chris is uh, you and Matt celebrate Baylor's um, NISC championship. they did have a softball championship so not all the news is bad today.
1: yeah yeah I, uh, I hadn't heard of the tournament until uh, a couple of days before they got into it but I uh, I think that's great for Glenn Moore and, and that softball team is so young that any tournament experience, any wins they can get under their belt is just going to be great for the program. I mean, they, the amount of freshmen and sophomores they field out there, and Aaliyah Binford had a career day in the circle today. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not the biggest tournament, but I think that any wins you can get, any experience you can get for those people is definitely great for the program.
0: All right, winner of today's match play event between Matt Lively and Chris Williams, two men that I used to confuse occasionally because they're <laughs> both young and have dark hair. Um, winner of this match gets to play Mosley, all right, for all the marbles. So we'll just uh, we'll leave it at that, all right? So keep. why don't what, you update me what? at the turn and let me know how the score is, and then we'll go from there.
1: I will, but I need to know. Do you play the the old man golf, shorten and play, or do you let it rip a little bit when you're up on the tee box? I just need to mentally prepare for this.
0: Well, there was a time when I I used to kind of you know let it rip a little bit. It, but I'm not. I'm still in my forties, sir. So let's not get the old man I mean, going too hardcore. You don't have
1: to be an old man to play old man golf.
0: It's, but it, it, it's at this point, style. there there's a lot of irons off the tee, and let's just say the tiger stinger is in my bag all right i i, oh. I kind of like to hit the stinger a little bit keep it low cheat the wind but um i i don't i do not love my chances but i will i promise you uh I, it will not be for lack of trying if i lose to either one of you <laughs> all right so keep me uh, keep me posted you'll have a great day and appreciate you being on with us
1: will do always a pleasure mosley
0: all right there he goes chris williams one of our young and talented reporters—he's out there hanging with Matt Lively from Channel Six. I mean, he got—you uh, got NBC versus CBS out there on the course today. Good to have uh, Chris on with us. Always fun, and uh, now. Ned-